Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson, and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What's going on, Entrepreneur Junkies? Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Atkinson, the Podcast Junkie, and I'm really excited today because I've got this amazing guest to bring on the show for you. My guest today is a messaging expert for high-level entrepreneurs. She helps seven, eight, and even nine-figure entrepreneurs turn their products into high-ticket offers that generate huge amounts of income. Her systems allow you to perfectly understand how to attract your ideal audience. Please welcome me. Uh, please welcome my guest today, Krista Nichols. Krista, how's going great thanks Jamie what an introduction no well I'm super excited to have you on the show and uh, I, I kind of love that you've got the dogs in the background that were making themselves oh known as we kind of come into the show this show is all about just laying out as it is and, and just being so, <laughs> super rolling with the punches so I love it anyway and um, and Krista I know you and for everybody that's listening um, me and Krista are actually involved in the same um, mastermind group so I get to kind of speak to Krista every single week and the reason I wanted to bring her on the show is that I absolutely love everything you're doing with your business, Krista. I think you've got a ton of value to bring to our audience. Um, but obviously, I know a lot about you, but our audience listening probably doesn't know that much unless they're following you. So Krista, before we get started, can you give us a little bit of a background about kind of how you got started in this online space? Sure, no problem. I actually kind of crash landed into digital marketing a little bit on the heels of a business that crashed and burned. Um, I had an unexpected uh, event where a client that held 80% of the contracts for a graphic design business that I had announced an unexpected retirement. And so I jumped into digital marketing thinking that I would learn how to promote that business. Instead, I fell in love with digital marketing and decided to become a copywriter instead. And the rest is history. So I'm always the girl who said she never wanted to be an entrepreneur, but now you not pry it out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. So tell me a little bit about um, what you're doing with right now with your business. So I, I obviously know about all of the messaging stuff that you do, but tell me a little bit about what you do. So you do copywriting, but what's your um, other kind of main focus for helping entrepreneurs? Yes, I do copywriting as a service um, and I mostly focus on sales copy. I'm really in tune with how traffic works, Facebook ads, what works and what doesn't. So I focus only on like launches and offers that convert into 
sales. So I'll do funnel copy, ad copy, and sales retargeting email sequences. But I think what makes me a little bit different is that I don't just write copy. I cannot seem to pick up a pen until I understand absolutely everything about my client offers and target audience. So I go really deep because it just makes such a difference to know exactly how to talk to the target audience in a way that makes them feel understood and cared about. Um, because my clients have amazing offers. They really, really care about what they're doing and who they're serving. And the things that they give to their audiences really change lives. And so I really take it as a personal responsibility to be super invested in that and just really help them carry that message out in a straight path to conversion so that they can continue to spread their services and their message to their audience everywhere. I love that so much, Krista. And I actually really want to dig into um, more about understanding how messaging can be kind of huge and powerful for your brand. But before we kind of get into that, I just want to dive into a little bit of your kind of um, your start that you got in this kind of environment. So what was it that kind of inspired you to become so involved with messaging? Well, it's kind of a funny story. When I started out, I joined a mastermind and I was actually doing social media management at first and I got really, really burned out on that. It just was not something I enjoyed a whole lot. So I, I kind of just stopped doing that completely. And on a whim, I took a position with a Facebook ads agency writing all their ad copy. And so that's kind of how it began. It just became fun again. I really enjoyed it. It really birded well for the client. Eventually I moved into a position of a ads manager within that agency, which I did for a year, which gave me such a good understanding of how ads work, how paid traffic works, how to, you know, kind of play that system to get the best conversions. Um, but really deep down at, at heart, I knew I was a writer. I'm a trained journalist. And so writing has always been something that I've kind of done, but um, getting that into sales writing really has been just such a fun surprise, such a fun way to discover a new passion and talent in, in my life. I love that. And so yeah, it was kind of an accident. <laughs> yeah, you kind of fell into it. I, I think that's the same for most entrepreneurs, you know, I, I did. a ton of people. And you know, the big thing that we love to talk about on this show, Chris, is that we like to really dig into, you know, the, the stories, but also some of the challenges that people face, because I think there's this kind of stigma painted in a lot of places that entrepreneurs become this kind of overnight success. But you and me both know that there's a whole bunch oh, of failure no. that goes in, in that front end, right? And we kind of fall and trip over all of these different things before we eventually stumble onto the thing that really makes it, um, you know, stand out for us. So I'm, I'm really interested in how you started working with these high level entrepreneurs. So what, what originally drew you to working with high level entrepreneurs? Well, a lot of that just came through um, my network. I was very blessed to just, you know, get started in, in a really great supportive network where I met a lot of people, did with a lot of people. Um, and also the ads agency that I worked in was an agency that really served entrepreneurs in the digital space that we share. So um, it just kind of became kind of my people. They're just my people. So I love it. Um, it's easy to connect with people who are kind of in that same, you know, they're, they're growing their businesses or, you know, a few steps or more ahead of me where, you know, you learn so much, you know, working with them and absorbing everything that they have done and how they've done it. And it's really hiring. So that's kind of how I got started just through friends and through referrals, just doing, I don't know, I love connecting with people. So I'm not afraid to hop into messenger and just tell somebody that I really liked their post or um, joke around with somebody in comments in a Facebook group. 
group. Um, and so it just, it's fun. And I think people like that. They like, they like that it's not competitive with me. All of the people that I would consider, that most people would probably consider my competitors, I'm friends with because it's just more fun that way. And that's brought me opportunities too. And I think, you know, you got to stick together. You got to stick together with your people. Yeah, I really love that approach because there are a lot of people who kind of go guns and nails against all of their competition. But actually, there's a lot of people who build amazing businesses without having to tear anybody else down and, and to build other businesses alongside of them. So yeah, I really, I really resonate with that. I think that's an amazing way to grow a business. So I, I'm interested, actually. So how do you feel working with high level entrepreneurs is different to working with, um, say, entrepreneurs who are just getting started? Like, what's the what's the big difference? They understand the importance of all the pieces. It's not just about trying to get something off the ground or trying to get that first sale. There's less there's less pressure um, because they're already established. They already have a solid foundation. Generally, they're very well dialed into their target audiences. Um, they know who they're going for. They also understand they understand paid traffic. They understand that it takes some money for the ad to get the ads rolling before you see conversions. Um, they also understand they understand what it's like to be an expert and they value my time and my energy and work. I think more than somebody who's in a spot where it's a little more urgent and do or die. I mean, we've all been in that spot. And I think that's why I love communities and masterminds so much is because you meet people who can help you when you're in that spot and you trade services and you, you know, scratch each other's back. Um, but I really, I enjoy working with the high level entrepreneurs because they understand what it is to leverage their time. That's why they've hired me and they trust me more, I think, than, than maybe someone who's a startup because they know they've maybe had a professional copywriter before or you know they they hire contractors for ads and, and video and things like that and they know that it buys back their time which can then allow them to continue to be that CEO and the strategist that their business needs so it's just nice to have that level of trust and have the level of support I think that a high level entrepreneur can give you because they understand how important all the pieces are yeah it's almost like you you don't need to sell them on the benefits of having you because they already understand that value so you can just go to work with helping them figure everything out right right yeah exactly I love that so much so this is really interesting actually because there'll be a lot of um, people who are listening to this right now who are you know brand new entrepreneurs or they're just starting their business and maybe they don't always have the confidence or they don't think that they can go out and start working with these very high level entrepreneurs they might think they kind of have to start from the bottom and build their way up to working with somebody who's a little bit more high profile so what's some what's some good advice that you can give for somebody who wants to get started working with high-level entrepreneurs? Well, I don't generally recommend working for free because that's a great way to burn out. But when it comes to, if you have somebody that's a dream client of yours, I would, you know, offer to do a small project for them, just turn for a testimonial. And, you know, it's it's hard to turn down somebody who wants to do something valuable for, for free. And I think that's a great way to get in the door without any strings attached, you know, just show up and show them what you can do and that you can get results that can be super effective. It does take some time, but it's it's maybe faster in terms of getting yourself out there than than not. And you know, the worst they can do is say no, right? So I'm a fan yep. of that. And just just being visible, like showing up in groups and offering value um, and just having fun with it. You know, just being, be yourself and show your personality and the people that will be a good fit for you will be attracted to that. Yeah, I love that so much. And, and that is really powerful advice actually because the right connection working for free 
can, you know, absolutely explode your growth, you know, to the right people within their network. So I think that's, I think that's really solid advice. So I just want to take it back a second now and think about when you first got started figuring out your movement. And um, what do you think, what was one of the big challenges that you faced when you first started creating your business and creating your movement? You know, one of the biggest challenges I faced was it is hard to be in that zone where you don't have a lot of social proof behind you. You don't have a lot of testimonials and it just, it just is like you're gutting it out. And there's an element of that. There isn't an easy button, really. There's, there's, (laughs) there's hard work and and you work hard. You work a lot of hours. Um, So for me, it was not giving up, just keeping at it, knowing that each step and even the small failures or the bigger failures were a part of it and that I could learn from it. Um, Also, I learned how to recognize when stress or pain was the result of something that needed to change in my business. So I didn't recognize it early on. I would get burned out easily because I would just go, go, go. Later, I started to recognize that it was a sign that my business needed to up level and that I needed to start taking steps up forward and and investing in, you know, taking things that were a little bit risky on and that it would pay off because I could kind of start to see the patterns of growth and coming and not all pain is a bad thing. Sometimes pain is an indicator of um, up level, you know, of growth, of good things coming. So I recognize that. Um, But yeah, it, it is just a lot of hard work, but you don't become good at what you do. You don't become a good service provider if you don't kind of go through that refining and just figuring out what works and persevering and just don't give up. Yeah, I know. I know so many people I speak to, especially successful people, they say it's more about, you know, not marketing innovation or marketing creativity. It's really about marketing stamina, like being able to keep going longer than anybody else until you find what works for your business, right? Right. And I'm not the kind of person who can do something I don't enjoy. Um, That sounds selfish to say. Um, It's really not because I can't do my best work if I'm not doing things that I enjoy. So I basically just kept going until I found things that I really, and it's a piece of advice my mom gave me back when I was in college. And I don't know, it's crazy to think that 18 year olds know what they want to do with the rest of their lives at that point. But I remember my mom sitting me down and saying, choose something that doesn't seem like work and that you'll always feel fulfilled. And so that's kind of something I've kept in the back of my mind my whole adult life is we live in an amazing country. We have so much education and knowledge available to us at all time. Uh, There's no reason why I couldn't just go out and make a business that involved me doing something that I loved. Yeah, I love that so much. What do you love the most about what you do? I love it when, when it's like a direct hit. When you get that feedback from the client that they're like, my audience is going nuts. It's just what they needed. Or um, uh, you're the best thing to ever have it to our ads. I had some tell me that once. That was awesome. Um, you know, to have a client come to you and say, since we hired you, we, you know, in the last five months, we've generated, you know, a million dollars in profit. You know, just things like that, knowing that I had a small part to play in the greater thing that they're doing to continue to help people and to get their message out there. It's just so fun. I love helping. I love serving. That's a huge part of my personality. So anytime I get to hear that something was a hit and that they were able to, you know, meet their goals or exceed them just makes me really happy. Um, And also when I'm working them through my process, when I can see that, that they're, that it clicks for them, that they just recognize a piece that maybe was missing in their messaging, they get really excited. Like, oh, that's totally it. That's the thing. That's the thing I've been missing. And it's really fun to think about, okay, now I can jump in and begin to write knowing that 
that it's going to really be awesome. It's going to be an awesome reflection to their audience because we just found another missing piece to put into place. Wow, that's amazing. So obviously you've had a ton of success, Krista. So with all the success you've achieved right now, what's one of your biggest challenges that's coming up for you? My biggest challenge is art is time. I, you know, everybody has the same number of hours in a day. uh, And I stay really busy with client work, which I love. And I don't ever see myself not writing a client. But I also know that I can't help as many people one to one. So I'm currently working on a beta course, a launch of a beta course. And so my big challenge is prioritizing my own business sometimes and working on my own stuff. I love that. So what's some of the, and just to change this up a little bit, because I love the story behind your business and understanding what you do. But I think there's actually a ton of value that you can bring to our audience about how to understand how to get more dialed in with their messaging. So for the clients that you work with, what's some of the most common mistakes that you see your clients making? I see my clients, sometimes they get a little too married to their offer over their audience. So they'll prioritize or focus on their offer and forget that without the audience, there's no one to take them up on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that's something Something that we all fall into because we spend so much time because we care. We want our offer to be a good fit for our audience. We want it to meet their needs and to, you know, fulfill that thing that they want and that thing that will improve their lives. But sometimes I think we focus so much in the language that we use describing how great the offer is that sometimes the audience is left not sure how it applies to them or why they want it. So that's one thing that I see sometimes audiences making like they've dialed in like their module descriptions to a T and they've got their three bonuses and they're all set up, but they forgot, they forgot to connect with the audience over why they need it and, and kind of what they're thinking and addressing the things that might be holding them back from purchasing. So how do you um, help Another thing I see. Oh, sorry, go yeah. on. Oh no, go ahead. No, I, I was, I was actually going to ask you like, how do you solve those problems for, for your clients? I, I ask a lot of questions. <laughs> I ask a lot of questions. I actually, um, when I can when the client is willing. I really like to walk them through a framework that I have and it's it's kind of a process. It's about a one and a half to two hour process that I like to walk them through. And it's it's a system of questions that I ask that are you know kind of set up as a framework. There are you know six to eight pillars in this framework depending on their offer and their industry. And as we walk through it, we answer all the questions and by the end we know like exactly what the audience is thinking. We know exactly not just what they're thinking but what they need to hear in order to purchase like all of those questions that the audience has we can answer in the copy all of the objections to purchase they might have we now know exactly how to answer that in the copy and we can turn their own thoughts and um, you know where they're at emotionally mentally physically and we can turn it back and show them through the copy that we know exactly who they are we know exactly where they're at and that our offer can can meet the need that they have. So it's kind of a longer-ish process, but it's very powerful because at the end of it, it's basically, you know, I'm handing them a plan on exactly what they can say and how they can communicate and be used for ad copy, can be used for funnel copy, it can be used for emails. Um, and it just, you know, it cuts down time for them in the long run because there's their whole messaging plan. It's right there for this offer. That's exactly everything. So I love going through it because it gives me such a deep understanding 
learning so that I can write really, really solid messaging for them. Yeah. I mean, we actually went through that with our business, right, Krista? So like you helped me go through that exact messaging plan. And it was insane. Like literally at the end of those two hours, I was like, oh my God, like I now understand exactly how I can connect to my audience. I know what I need to do. And like it gave me such good insight into exactly what we're going to do for my business. It was so powerful. But I guess also from your, you know, from your angle, that gave you a much deeper understanding of my business as well. So then you know that you can help me on a much further level down track if it ever comes to that. And and that's really powerful. That's why I love that so much. Yeah. It's a great resource for, you know, the writer and for the client. So you were just saying before, before I just asked you that follow-up question that there was another, um, another kind of common mistake that you see clients make as well, right? Yeah. It's not necessarily a mistake as much as it is something that they struggle with. Almost every single person that I work with says it's so hard that they don't know how to write for themselves. You know, they don't know how to say it for their own offers. And that's something I feel too. I struggle with that as well. And here I am like (laughs) a messaging expert and it's still the very (laughs) hardest to write for my own stuff. And so I, you know, every single one, it's just like, I don't know what to say. And I think we get stuck in our heads over our own stuff and it's just a normal part of the process. But to a man, every single one is, is like, why is it so hard to write for yourself? And we get, we get so close to it. We forget what it was like to be the audience, to be that person that needs what we have found to be a solution. And it's hard to go backwards. You know what I mean? Because you almost do have to take yourself out of who you are and where you are right now and go back to being that person that has the need. It's not oh, as man. easy as it sounds. So yeah, I, I have a lot of times lot. that's why it's, yeah, I think that's why it, it's easier to have someone from the outside come in because you can see it clearer if you're not so deep inside the offer. The offer just becomes does and that's a good thing. Um, but then yeah. it becomes hard to separate. Oh yeah, I totally agree. And and I just want to say to anybody listening that this isn't a unique thing to people who are new into the space either. Like I interview a whole bunch of people that have like seven or eight figure businesses sometimes and they still experience the same struggle. So it's definitely not unique to just you guys if you're listening. This happens to a lot of people. So don't be scared to ask for help if you need it. And Krista, I, I know that you've actually got a ton of value to share with us about how you can really understand your audience on a much deeper level because that really is is what the messaging um, kind of boils down to, right? It's it's understanding who your audience is and, and knowing how to speak to them, right? Yeah, exactly. The audience, I always like to say the audience is the most important part of the offer that's not actually part of the offer. <laughs> like without yeah, the right. audience, you've just got something awesome, but no one to, you know, no one to share it with. So yeah, understanding who your audience is, is super important. Um, and it's, it's hard when, when you work with somebody who's struggling still in that area where they're not sure, or they, they just haven't gotten to the point where they've really found the, the person that it hits with. I think it's always best to start with the audience, mm-hmm. start with who you want to serve and then go out and find out what they need, you know, in so far as what you can offer them, because you could create the best offer ever. But if it doesn't really meet a need for a certain set of people, then you'll struggle to sell it because it's about the audience. Yeah. So for, for somebody that's listening to this right now, because I know there are going to a bunch of people who are listening to this show right now who are like, Jamie, it's me, Krista, help me. They've got their hands up saying, I need help with my audience. Like I, I need to, you know, figure it out. I haven't got it nailed down. Can you take us through um, kind of a couple of really good um, tips and good guidelines of how you can start to figure out who, who you can serve in your audience? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think first of all, I mean, you could start, start with the basics. Obviously, most offers resonate with female male. A lot of times 
it, you know, that splits it right there, 50-50, you know, whether it's the offer itself or whether it's you as the presenter of the offer often resonates more with one gender over the other. So that's a great place to start. Um, I also really like to look at, I like to look at the wants and, and the desires of the people. So if you have an idea that you want to offer, you need to think about, okay, my offer meet this need. So what does that look like person? So say you have a weight loss system, maybe um, you have something that's going to be an amazing fit for people who like, who would get the best benefit out of this. So maybe it's a workout plan. So you can start narrowing it down. Is it something that would have restrictions? So somebody maybe who has a heart condition wouldn't be a good fit for them, you know, so somebody you can probably narrow it down some by age level or fitness ability, but you can just kind of see it getting narrower and narrower. Um, and then I would start jumping into groups like Facebook groups or other social platform groups where you think people that would be interested in this would be hanging out. And I would do some social listening. So, so maybe I would go, if it's a pretty high intensity fitness program, I would go to maybe Beachbody or P90X group or something along the lines of, um, what's the one where they do all those crazy CrossFit. <laughs> so you can tell oh, I'm yeah. super into fitness. Um, <laughs> yeah, we love that stuff. Yeah, I'm <laughs> with you Go into some like, CrossFit oh. group. Ooh, who has time for that? Oh, I should. But go into some groups where you think people already are and read posts, read comments, find out what they're talking about, find out what they're complaining about, find out what they're excited about. Um, all of that information can be such a goldmine as you look to tweak your offer and optimize it for a specific group of people. Yeah, I love that. So really go out and, and figure out what your audience is struggling with, right? Yeah. And honestly, research is free. It just costs time. If you don't have time, you can pay someone to do research for you. You know, find a VA or, you know, somebody who really loves digging into the numbers. Um, but really, it's going to help you achieve ROI faster if you're really dialed in on your audience before you launch anything. Otherwise, you're going to be spending money just to try to find out who your audience is. When you could have already been that much further ahead. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what, what are some of the other things that people should really try to understand and, and focus on if they're trying to get their messaging dialed down? Yeah. So they also want to think about, you know, what, what type of, what does this type of person, how do they like to be communicated with? So it might be something, you know, back to the fitness group, you know, what, what type of a communicator are you? How are they going to want to hear from you? Are they going to want somebody who's going to be super positive and, you know, bouncy, peppy? If that's your personality, I would just let it show because then you will be, you'll be attracting the kind of person that's going to want to work with you. You won't be attracting maybe the hardcore pain. I eat pain for breakfast type of people. Um, but you know, maybe that level of intensity wouldn't be a good fit for you anyway. So I would definitely look at your personality and your voice. If you are the face of this offer and just kind of, you know, look at your friends, look at the people you relate best with, look at, uh, the people in, in the groups that you follow, or in, if you have a group, what, what type of person is in that group? How do they like to be communicated with and start to think of ways that you can put your own personality into your copy. If you have a great sense of humor, have at it. Crack dad joke. I think that's great. You know, if you're more <laughs> like encouraging, super bubbly, um, you know, cheerleader, go for it. Cause there are people that need that. They need what you have. You don't have to try to act or communicate like someone else. Just be you and the people that need what you have will, they will find you. That's such good advice because like I, I always used to find as well that when, when I tried to sell the 
uniform way of what I thought would be effective to say like dentists or people like that. You know, it was never as effective as when I, you know, just jump into a group of entrepreneurs and just start being the real me because, you know, you're way more authentic, but people are are naturally drawn to you when you're being yourself. And, you know, I also found that it was a lot more enjoyable as well. Like just being myself and speaking to people I actually want to talk to meant that I started to enjoy my work rather than dreading having to pick up the phone every day, you know? Right, exactly. And when you enjoy it more, I think you're more creative, you're less stressed, and you're able to really invest more without it feeling like hard it's rewarding and fulfilling without being frustrating and beat your head against the wall I mean there there are going to be moments of course you know if you're really really intentional about having an amazing offer and really digging in you know the legwork has to be there but there are ways that you can just let your personality come through because it will be such a great filter for who you're reaching yeah I love that a lot so is there anything that, that we haven't talked about with messaging that's really important for people to understand um, I do see, I do sometimes see some disconnect with entrepreneurs as far as um, how much to say and what different platforms need. So sometimes I will connect with someone who wants to come across with a very, very specific set of information for maybe say a very simple, what could be a simple opt-in. Um, so that can be kind of a tough one because I really, really respect, I, I respect that and I want to be true to their voice. But at the same time, you also have to think about the platform and what the platform likes because especially you know when you're thinking of Facebook it's a very community and connection platform they want their readers and viewers to have a good experience and so operating within that and engaging people in a way that Facebook gives you you know gives you a pat on the back is really to your benefit so it is challenging when that's a challenge for the client you know and so I always encourage testing so I will definitely Definitely put together something that just really is everything that they want, but I'll also put together something that might be a little bit more friendly to the platform. That way there's a little something for everyone and we can just kind of test it and see because it's just, it's just wise to kind of spread out a little bit like that and just kind of take take the platform and the platform's needs and desires into effect. If you're paying money to move traffic, it makes sense to work within the confines of the platform, whether, you know, it can be frustrating. It can be kind of, kind of restrictive. It can feel kind of restrictive when you're limited to not being able to use certain words or terms or talk about certain businesses or tactics, but it really can, if you know how to use the platforms and how they work, it can be such a cost-effective way to get your message in front of a lot of people fast. Yeah, I love that. Do you have a favorite platform? Facebook is probably my favorite. Um, it just depends. Insta is good too. It just depends on the offer. So there are certain industries that do a lot better on Insta than others. Um, but I find that I haven't really found a whole lot that doesn't hit on Facebook. Facebook, yeah. the audience is there. You can find anyone. You know, there's 2 billion active users. So the audience is there. You just need to know how to dial in and find them. And honestly, I'm I'm busy, so I tend to focus, you know, personally and with my own content on Facebook just because, you know, that's where that's where my audience seems to hang out. That's where I make most of my connections and that's where most of my uh, friends and online communities are as well. Plus I'm I'm too old to learn a new platform. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like I don't want to do it. I don't want. I'm happy with what I've got. I, right? can't, I can't do it. So you don't, you don't you don't fancy TikTok then? You don't want to jump into that one? Okay. So funny story. So my one of my business coaches is Rachel Peterson, and she's really huge into TikTok right now. And so I made an account, but I didn't really want to TikTok myself because I don't find that I'm all that interesting. So I made an account for my cat and my dog, and I think I put like two <laughs> videos on there, and that was it. And I was just like, you know, you just need to stay in your lane, Krista. You just need to stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. You know, they don't do anything. Like if you could see them right now, the dog is to my right on the floor sleeping and the cat is to my left on the floor sleeping. It's just, it's a real <laughs> happening place right now. Yeah, you could do a TikTok account, which is just Krista, the cat and the dog sleeping. Like it just, Hands between sleeping cat. you guys yeah. sleeping all the time that would work really well sleepy time sleepy time videos yeah it might be <laughs> like i could sell these videos people will fall asleep and make yeah. a man. like a like a calm app kind of thing where people <laughs> can watch the videos yeah. and sleep. <laughs> i love that cat naps with chris oh wow there we go i think we've got a brand new business idea for you there um so <laughs> i think that's really awesome You're welcome world look out oh, tiktok here i come <laughs> So I, I've loved everything that we've kind of talked about so far. We've covered a lot in terms of figuring out your audience. We've gone into your own story. Um, we've kind of talked about all of the different things that we can do to really understand how to get the messaging dialed in. Um, one thing that what I what I am also really interested to know because um, I think this is an interesting question for pretty much everybody that you meet. What do you think the best piece of advice you ever got was? Ooh, that's a tough one. I tell you what, I've received some really good advice. I have to say, um, when I first was really deep in the weeds, like still trying to figure out what my thing was and, you know, working too many hours. And, um, I connected with, um, a high level entrepreneur in a, in a group and he kind of took me under his wing a little bit. And he shared this story with me about a man who had been at a restaurant and he had met up with somebody that he'd been coaching. And this younger fellow was so frustrated and so down in the dumps. He just hadn't made the progress that he wanted. He wasn't in the place that he thought he would be by now. And so this guy got out a napkin and on the napkin, he wrote permission to fail and he handed it to the young guy. And he was like, here you go. In case nobody ever told you, you have permission to fail. So go out and do something. And if you fail, just remember, I just gave you permission. He said he met up with that young man a year later and he had, he had turned over the seven figure mark and his business had exploded and he got out his wallet and he reached in and he pulled out that napkin and he had kept it in his wallet and I went and from that day I went out and I did things you know like that permission to fail had been everything to him and so this man was like I don't know if anybody ever told you Krista but you have permission to fail and I told my husband that story later and he thought it was cool and I didn't really think much about it but then I had a really really bad stretch of it and one day my husband was he used to haul federal prisoners he was gone one day and I was working just having a really bad day and in the middle of the day, I got a photograph text message from my husband. And it was a picture of a white napkin with the words permission to fail written on it. <laughs> 
I love that. So I think that was maybe some of the best advice I ever got. Like, just do something, you know? Don't worry about failing. You're gonna sometimes. You can. It's okay. Failure is, like, so good for you. And I struggled with this for a long time and only really recently have been kind of open to failure and open to trying things. Like... If you if you're not open to failure, you can't try anything new. Right, you'll you won't you won't act. You'll you'll just be frozen in the same place. No, that's amazing. So, Krista, um, I found everything that you've talked about today really interesting. Hopefully, people who've been listening to this show have got a lot of value out of it as well. Um, is there anything else that we missed at all, or do you think we've covered everything about messaging? Well, I mean, we talked about my sleeping cats, and yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can ever fully cover everything about messaging, but I think we made a pretty good start. Yeah, a hundred percent. And one thing I wanted to ask you is if somebody's listening to this right now and they are kind of dialed in and they're thinking okay i want to understand more about my messaging where's the best place for somebody to go to find out more information about what you're doing follow along maybe even get in contact with you so you can help them sure i actually we talked a lot about finding your audience and targeting i actually have a free targeting guide that people can download just go to my funnel and download it for free and it's located at go.kristanicholsmessaging.com okay go.kristanicholsmessaging.com messaging.com and Krista what we're going to do is we're going to put a link to that down in the show notes to make sure people can go and access it but can you just spell it out for us just to make sure that we don't spell your sure. name wrong because I imagine people get that wrong yep sometimes. it's it's Krista like spelled like Christmas C-H-R-I-S-T-A Nichols N-I-C-H-O-L-S and then the word messaging.com there you go guys so you heard it first head over there com, and make sure you download that free resource because I think that's going to be really valuable. And if anybody wants to reach out to you personally, Krista, and kind of follow along with what you're doing, anywhere else that they can go to find out that? Yeah, sure. You can always find me on Facebook. I'm always hanging out there um, um, on my personal profile. Yeah, so that's just Krista Nichols, right? Yep. Super easy. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a lot of fun to have you on, and I'm really excited to see all of the new things you're doing with your business this year. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great. I, I can't wait to find out everything else that we're going to be doing. Yeah, me too. Thanks. All right. Thanks for being on the show, Krista. Yep. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.